Hey, coming up on Small Town Charm, let's talk about the latest Board of Commissioners meeting, the one where all the new people got voted in. Uh, public comments. I got booed in the public comments. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about uh, the Goodall Project, uh, new zoning, who's mayor, who's vice mayor, who voted for him, who didn't vote for him, and more, all coming up on Small Town Charm. Hello, friends. Welcome into Small Town Charm once again. My name is Daniel. We've got Chris. We've got Mike. Uh, as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Please like it. Uh, share it with a friend. Leave us an honest review if you like the show. That does help us out a lot. Um, so, first off, uh, how are you guys doing? It's been like a couple weeks since we've done this. How's it going? We actually, like, this time we actually yeah. did just sit down pretty much and start recording. <laughs> we normally have some time to prepare, but not today. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing good. It took everything in me to not boo you during that intro. <laughs> I'm going well, to boo you at some point uh, yeah, during this fine. episode. I've gotten used to it. He, yeah, he is used to it at this point. <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny is this uh, this uh, show, we were doing this very late. We we're, were recording this episode very late. Uh, thanks to, I, I just realized you guys have a lot more kids than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so that's, I, I was like, man, why is it so hard to schedule this? I, I have all this free time. I don't know what's wrong with you. What's wrong with you guys? Oh, wait, you have, Oh, it's, it's really not my kids this week. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. My social life is filled up. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Another episode. Okay. <laughs> no, hundred percent. My kids. Yeah. Yeah. My kid got out of basketball practice at nine 15. Yikes. Got here at nine 30. <laughs> that's the thing that like it's like you know you it's it sucks when you have a whole bunch of kids with different ages because i know like with younger kids they always make it like they make the practices and stuff really early and that means the games a lot of times are like really early in the morning right but then you know as you get as you get older that everything kind of shifts later but then the problem is when you have kids of all different ages you don't get to start waking up any later or going to bed any earlier it's just all day yeah, yeah. i do love how like practice schedules have somehow morphed to like just being completely inconsiderate of like normal children's bedtimes right right? it's just like well what time feasibly could the parents still bring the kids here right as long as it works as long as you can get there yeah and we're gonna have the practice yeah our our, uh our kids doing like winter training indoor soccer training and uh his starts at 6 30 goes to 8 which like it's not late, but it's in Cool Springs, you know. So like, we got you got to figure out how how to eat dinner. I know yeah. like it's it's not very unique, you know. Everybody has that problem, but it's just like eight o'clock, and then you know if you didn't eat dinner beforehand, you got to get dinner, and then like you know you're getting back here, and like the kid's sweaty, so he's got to get a shower. It's like ten o'clock, easy, you know, you're going yeah. to bed on a weeknight, on a school night. Um, I think I'll quote someone from the four one one, or maybe it was Nolansville community this week. Somebody was commenting about like just normal like suburban life stuff, like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, sounds like rich people problems. Oh, yeah, 100%. That was, you remember that comment? That was to, that was to Caitlin. That's what I was. Well, you know, speaking of late nights, the uh, the BOC meeting uh, happened uh, recently. The first one with all the new commissioners. There's a lot. Someone, uh, I saw some people earlier this week and they asked me, like, what are you guys going to talk about next on the podcast? And I was like, well, we got to talk about this meeting. They're like, yeah, well, what about after that? And I was like, well, honestly, this this meeting might take us two episodes just to get through, um, which is appropriate because the meeting itself, I left. I was there and I left. I've been there, I think, a little over three hours. 
um, <laughs> when I left. Man. And they were they had just kind of really started to crack the surface of the uh, zoning discussion, which is kind of what I was there for. Um, but I don't know how late they ended up going. Um, I know they don't they have a thing like where they don't introduce new items after ten or something now. Is that yeah. there's no voting item? So no voting items um, plus ten. PC has a plus ten thirty. Yeah. So it's I mean it's it's long. Like that's one of the things. Like I I don't you know respect to all the commissioners because it's just I have a really short attention span and it's hard. Like I just can't imagine being in a situation where you know I can like grab my phone for a minute and like you know tune out when they're talking about something that I'm not really paying attention to or whatever. But if you're up there on that thing, you know, or if you're any of the stat town staff, you gotta, you gotta pay attention the whole time. Yeah. But it's also by their own doing though. So yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that whole, uh, that rule or bylaw that they wrote in for both, uh, for both commissions because so the premise is we don't want to make voting like a midnight thing where everybody's kind of tired and you, you're trying to, get through it just to get home type of thing right just yeah. subconsciously but like the only reason these meetings are going so long is because everybody keeps like not progressing the meeting everybody keeps debating over and over and over and over again which i never understood because the way it's the way it's supposed to work robert's rules of meetings the you're supposed to talk for 10 minutes you get the floor for 10 minutes and you not necessarily justify your vote you give your reasoning for the vote that you're going to make and the way they run the meetings is they're debating the entire time, fully knowing that they're not going to change anybody's mind and they're not going to change their own mind. So it's just pandering. Like they're they're pandering for this for their base to get their base energized. And it's not it's it's not a their side versus our side thing. Like Derek a hundred percent does that. He over talks, over debates. Like you, you don't have to nail this point fifteen times. You're yeah. not gonna change it. Like they all know. If I know what how everybody's gonna vote, they all know how everybody's gonna vote. Like the last on the last podcast, yeah. Like I I told you that Haley's gonna become mayor. Literally, what happened? <laughs> uh, like, I, I I agree with you, Mike. Like I I do think that the endless debates that occur are. I guess more just to like win talking points in front of whoever's there or for the recording, like whoever's going to watch it. I don't actually think it ever serves a purpose. Um, I do think that the meetings are better than they used to be under BOMA. If you remember, it depends under BOMA, they could run a really efficient meeting because they basically had the meeting before the meeting, before yeah, the meeting. They all just knew and so doing. everybody just like agreed on how they were going to vote on yeah. everything. And that aspect, you're right. I, right. The, the meetings towards the end of BOMA, like 2019, those were entertaining meetings. Yes, like th those were those were. Yeah, awesome. like once Derek joined the board, and all of a sudden it wasn't a unified vote. Once right. the live stream like, started, yeah, and then they had to be careful what they say, but then they would forget that it's live stream too. Right. Over that time, they had like it was during COVID. They had they went on Zoom, and Jimmy like he called out Heather Bates on the on the live stream, <laughs> yeah. and then he accused Derek of leaking it. Yeah. I'm like this is perfect. <laughs> Well, you know, there's a. I think we should just kind of walk through it because I think there was enough interesting things that happened in the meeting uh, to, to, you know, every step of the way to, to last us through it. Of course, you know, you talked about booing me. That was a that was a highlight for me. Um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we should just dive in. Okay. Sure. The, should we just go from beginning to end? Yeah. Yeah. I have I, think I have that's the, the best agenda place pulled to up. Start. So, I mean. I think you should start it. Sure. You were there. You were actually in the crowd. You heard all the public comments. Obviously, Terry Adams. Booed you. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he gave up and gave a pretty impassioned speech about 
growth and nails and you tires. Know, yeah, like nails, nails, and nails and tires. And, oh, you wouldn't buy a car with a nail and a tire. Yeah, and I, I think he actually called out this podcast. He did. Right? He called a small town harm. Oh, yeah. Which I, that was the first thing I, I corrected him. I, which is here. So here's the thing. <laughs> Let's just talk about this because uh, I won't name the I won't name the the commissioner. It was not Derek, uh, but there was another commissioner on the board. Uh, Male or female? Female. Okay. Uh, who the second? Almost got it. You almost got it. Right? <laughs> the second. The second that uh, that that Terry said "small town harm." I first off, I died laughing. I thought it was. I thought I was like, "This is so perfect." Like I was, uh, I was gonna go up and plug the podcast at the beginning of my speech anyway. <laughs> but when he did that, it was like a softball lob. I was like, "Thank you so much." Uh, but one of the commissioners, it's kind of smirked in direct like found me in the crowd and was like how's he reacted and and, and I, I i met eyes with her and i was laughing already and she was like trying to like hold her laughter in um i'll tell you after we stop recording who it was uh but i think i think i think she was probably relieved that i i thought it was funny but i, I do I, I, there was no it was fair play that's fine that's that's uh, yeah. that's great i don't it didn't bother me at all can we just point out the fact that i mean Granted, we know that there's a handful of people listening to this because we see the stats. Right. Um, far more than our followers, maybe. Like, not everyone's willing to like a page, but they're willing to listen to the podcast. Um, I just think it's so humorous how terrified these people are of three dudes drinking beer and just talking. I know. Like, they're so terrified that they're going to mention it I, at the first public meeting I think because after the, the election. I think the reason for that too, because if you do fa- like if you go on Facebook, uh, if you watch it on Facebook, Facebook does the view counter, mm-hmm. and they don't understand what the view counter is. They don't. Sure, they just think. And I'm not going to explain it here because it's funny that you know, like it's 1,500 views, and then it's like, oh crap, these guys are getting 1,500 views, which we are, uh, 1,500 views, but uh, so that that's. The power in numbers. Like I remember with the insider, the minute that whole thing flipped in in the eyes of the people that opposed me, meaning like they took it seriously and it was a very big attempt to like knock me down, was when I crossed over twenty five thousand views and I felt good and confident enough about posting the view count on the bottom of the website. And it was like, okay, now I have twenty five thousand all time views. Like this is pretty impactful. Yeah. Uh, and then the view, the views kept climbing, and like the, the higher the views, the more like the the more there were the bigger the attempt to like discredit. And the, the discreditation is always the same. It's always uh, a, like they put you on a pedestal, and then they knock you off that pedestal right away. So for me, for with the insider, it was always like you're biased. Like this is fake news. It's like no, it's a podcast. This isn't like this is only your opinion. Yeah, it's, of course it it's, is. It's it, it's a blog. Like this is this is what happens. Well, this is a perfect time for our disclaimer, Daniel. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're just a, we're just here for entertainment purposes only. Uh, we are not journalists. We're not pro, uh, uh, trying to say that we are news. Uh, nothing that we say is true. We believe it's true. If you think it's true or don't think it's true, either way, we encourage you to do your own research. So don't sue us. Go do some research if you hear something that sounds interesting. All right, back. <laughs> yeah, and then the same thing's happening with with uh, with small town charm is they'll build you up just to tear you down. So it's like these guys are harmful. They're they're harming because they they have microphones and cameras and they're obviously friends with Derek and Lisa and. These are not facts. These are opinions. It's like, yeah, like these are only opinions. We, out of everybody in town, the three of us are probably in the top 99th percentile of 
how much we pay attention and how much we actually know what's going on. So like our opinion is a lot more uh, informed than most people's on this uh, on on this topic, but it's still just an opinion. I have complete bias. Like I am a pro walkability, pro mixed use, anti sprawly, anti insolvent neighborhoods. Like if that wasn't clear, I hate sprawly subdivisions. Yeah, especially new ones that I have to end up paying for twenty five years from now. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll get there <laughs> tonight. Uh, so, so Terry gives this impassioned speech, and I'm calling his name out because he's going to be on the planning commission. So, like, it's it's he's kind of a well, official. fair enough. We've also invited him yeah, to be show. on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's an open invitation. Yep. Anytime, anytime, Terry. Anytime. anytime, Terry. Yep. There's a room. We can. We have a fourth. We we bought a fourth mic. We have. We have another one. You could come on. Uh, gave a very impassioned speech with some really. Poor metaphors like not buying a car because there were nails in a tire um, when you could just you know fix the tire. Anyway, uh, mention mention <laughs> trying how, to fix the tire. We're trying to fix the right. tire. Mention that uh, that you know it's time for all the small town harm rhetoric to end and us to have come together and have healing and uh, kiss babies and love each other and, and which you know I roll. Yeah, because I mean, where was I, I? Didn't hear anybody calling for healing and coming together when a couple of their candidates were, you know, running a campaign on the back of a you know rumor and smear campaign that uh, was dirty enough to get sued over. Yep. Um, no one was calling for healing then. Um, it's only after you know, oh, it's it's almost like you know, let let's don't let's let's be nice to my people. Is what that that's what I got from that is a couple of my people got elected. You should be nice to them. You should be nice to them now um, because. Because we're we're here now, like let us just do what we want, um, and so so that happened. Uh, again, I didn't take any offense to him calling out the podcast. I thought it was hilarious, but also I was like, thanks for the opportunity. The first thing I'm going to do is get up there in my citizen comments and and correct them, yeah. tell them the correct name of the show. Yeah, um, which he was like settling into his seat still at that point he didn't catch it the first time so i corrected High-fiving him fiving his buddies yeah yeah real yeah lots of a lot of glad handing and self pats on the back for that one screw um, those nails screw those so nails. so the, apparently the thing i don't i didn't recall exactly what got me booed but he claims terry claims that what they, they booed me for after when he apologized later on facebook and didn't really apologize he said he would apologize and then he spent uh 90 literally Statistically, ninety percent of his of his comments explaining why he was right to do so, and you know I was wrong to have done what I did. Um, which number one, I don't apologize for anything I said. Um, but uh, what apparently got me booed was that I called out another citizen, mocked another citizen uh, uh, for for his comments. The other citizen was Larry Feltz, a former alderman who got up and said that our current zoning is working. And we need to throw the whole thing in the trash, the zoning or it, or back to the planning commission. I think he said in the trash where it belongs, or throw it back to the planning commission, something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean Larry Fells is the king of hot takes. Remember, yeah, remember, like, <laughs> well, truly poor hot takes. Yeah, it was like this awful hot takes. Like, remember, the like hot pocket of takes. Yes, like, yes. When, when we were like, yes. when the, the edges are still frozen, but the middle is lava. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, what's what's that? What, what's that? Uh, that that meme with the pie? The lady completely burns the pie and then blames <laughs> the Marie Calendar or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> thanks Marie Calendar. <laughs> thanks Larry Fultz. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, remember when uh, the referendum vote was about to happen and he like uh, in a in a actual town meeting he told the town that we were performing a coup. 
Yeah. Like that's I mean, <laughs> now he stands up and says that we should not change zoning. This one's working just fine. Like look at all the people that chose this chose to move here because of the zoning. Like no, dude, the zoning's trash. This is the reason why you had to leave 15 minutes early to get to a meeting 10 minutes away. <laughs> yeah. Like well, yeah, you only think the zoning's not trash if you're like that old and never leave your house. Like yeah. yeah. Or mean, you think or the you zoning go anywhere in town. Or do you think the zoning's fine because you take it the same thing I, I mentioned earlier. You take it personally yeah. that That's somebody's right. trying to undo something you work so hard on. Right. The same reason why he got offended when we did yeah, the charter I, change. I'll be the first one to say, like, cause because I think it's this is like where the bully kind of comments come from and stuff like that. It's like we don't always do a great job, self-admittedly, of like giving some respect where it is due. Mm -hmm. Like there were people that served before any of our friends or like any of us got involved in politics, they did do some things right. Cause at the end of the day, like I wouldn't live in my house if they didn't let Benton Creek get built. Right. Same thing for you, Summerlin. Yep. Like, yeah. Are there a bunch of things that are wrong in all these neighborhoods? Certainly. But um, yeah, I mean like we literally wouldn't have a Nolansville as we know it without some of their decisions. Now I think the I'm willing to go that far. They want us to go a lot farther. And yeah. Just say like, oh, well, it's all great. And it's like, no, like, it's great that you built the neighborhoods, but like you never did anything to plan for those neighborhoods yeah, actually getting built. So uh, I'm a big stand-up comedy guy. Uh, you? Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, one of my favorite jokes, one of my favorite skits uh, is Chris Rock uh, talking about like guys flexing how great they are by doing the bare minimum in like fatherhood. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I, I take care of my kids. Oh, I spend time with my kids. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to. So like, when, <laughs> like the whole time you were talking about, like they did, they you know they did let, allow Ben Creek to get built. Like they they did kind of form a town and that we all ended up living in. It's like that's like that's your job. You were elected to lead yeah. a town. Like you let a subdivision get built. Like that's your job. Like, right. like that's not like that's nothing to be putting up statues and naming bridges over. Well, to your point too. Literally, all they did was say yes. Like. They just, hey, yes, you can month. come build here. Right. Like, they didn't put any basically. money in or anything like that. Like, I mean, the kind of infrastructure changes that really needed to happen in Nolansville all along, I'm still shocked that, like, a developer, like, never actually paid yeah. to, like, widen a road or, like, do some sort of, like, major infrastructure fix. Yeah. All we did was, like, bank a bunch of impact fees. And then spend it all on one road. And spend it all on one road. road. Yeah. So, I, so because Brentwood told us we, to. So we've recently got some, <laughs> so we we've recently got some great feedback uh, about dumbing it down for people because we, we like when we talk we tend to forget the cameras are there and then we talk within each other and we it's almost like an inside joke but that should be a very that should, we should clarify that. Since the inception of the town in 1996, we collected impact fees. After I think it was like I think we got impact fees like early two thousands. Mm -hmm. uh, from the, for every single penny of impact fees we collected up until twenty nineteen, we spent on a turn lane on Sunset Road. Yeah, like that's so like it, when 20, you, twenty years of impact fees. Twenty years of it. So every subdivision that's causing all this traffic, like you mentioned, Bank Creek, Bellinger, uh, like whatever. I'm not gonna name them all. Every one of them, the, the entire benefit package that we got from that got us a turn line on sunset so when you when you were saying that that's kind of why i referenced chris rock when you're saying like they i mean they did run a town they didn't though they kept the bench warm 
for an actual for an actual commission to come in and actually run a town. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, True. if you, yeah, everyone who lives here, all this time, these impact fees paid for one thing. Yeah. Sunset. And it's road. like the most unuseful thing. Like a turn lane into all kinds of places that don't need a turn lane. Right. Like we. So we like. We live we live in Bent Creek to to a road that creates probably more traffic on and on yeah. any other road. Yeah, like that it, light is terrible. Yeah. If, if you if you bulldoze that road, traffic gets better in town. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, that's that's a very great point. <laughs> well, well, I I have to say, so like the greatest moment for me in the whole meeting was your comments, uh, <laughs> and I'm not being biased. Right. I, I, but me too. Specifically, <laughs> specifically the point that you got booed for because. The moment you said it, I knew who you were talking about, and I don't know if it was just the camera angle or if he was actually that close to you. He was like, right next. Oh, to you. Dude, Larry felt. He was, was like Larry felt just literally like breathing into your hip, basically, yeah. like saw, sitting I down. I saw your reflection in, in his in his full <laughs> yeah. body. Yeah, and I was just like, I mean, the <laughs> on Danta yeah. like, to sit there and say that right in front of the man. Well, the thing that's so here's this is something that I've I've talked about before, but. A lot of people in, in any kind of leadership position in a town, all, all of them will say, like, I want to be responsible and also accountable for the decisions I make. Every single one of them in their mind is thinking about, they're not, they actually don't mean that. What they mean is I want the praise for all the great things I do for this town. That's all they really want. They don't want to hear about account, uh, being accountable for bad or, or the negative consequences, even if they made a decision that had good and bad consequences and and they made the the judgment call of I'm gonna trade do this trade off I'm gonna say okay then the the positives out outweigh the negatives so I'm gonna make this decision I'm not saying it, every decision they made was just like purely negative and terrible but also I think it's hilarious that apparently the the offense the booing was because I called him res- partially responsible for the nightmare that we're living in right now specifically things like. The political environment we're in, where he, like you said, he has had some of the most impassioned, truly awful hot takes, the most demeaning, uh, condescending words spoken by a town leader were from him. Mm-hmm. He He's partially to blame for creating the environment that we're living in politically right now. He's partially to blame for the traffic that we're dealing with, but things like saving up impact fees to do the Dave Ramsey plan on roads when TPUDC said, you should probably, you know, issue bonds and do, and, and pay yeah, for it yeah. that way. There's other ways to pay for this. No, no, no. We want to pay cash for a road. So let's pay cash for it because Brentwood told us to, to widen a whole road for three lanes when it doesn't yep. need to be all three lanes. Anyway, that's like verifiable. You voted for that. And so I, I want to ask everybody, and this is, I mean, maybe that would be my next comment. I actually said it in my Facebook reply to Terry when he had his non-apology apology is, this is what accountability looks like. Yeah, we can get to healing and all this stuff, but if no one's going to take responsibility for what they did negatively, that's the first step. Right. Like you yeah. can't you can't get to healing if a bunch of people who did things wrong won't admit it first. And sometimes the first step is someone else calling you out and yeah. saying you did something wrong. Anytime you have a rift in a relationship, it takes both people recognizing that they have something to own. Because it takes two people to have a relationship. So if there's two sides to an issue, hey, to come together and try and unify, both people have got to say, hey, you know what? Like I screwed up. Right. So so I think I think 
this is what accountability looks like. It's the same thing we talked about with the impact mm -hmm. fee discussion when the charter change happened. Like, what does accountability look like? If there is no threat that if you make the wrong decision that someone's going to call you out down the road and say you made the wrong decision, then that is there's there no accountability. There, yeah. It's only Mistake, it's only praise for when you do good mis things. Mistakes have to hurt. Yeah. I mean, they, they have to hurt. Uh, and then even if it's something as silly as uh, three dudes sitting on a couch drinking beer with a, on a podcast, like yeah. uh, uh, they have to hurt. Like, but just just to kind of close out the Larry Feltz thing, I know I would like I like you guys are probably a little surprised that I'm going this hard at Larry Feltz. Larry Feltz built this relationship. Like, I'm just every time Larry Feltz had a microphone in his hand or in front of him, he would take digs at the Insider at BN. Uh, I'm just I, this is not me getting back like at him for it this is just me continuing the relationship that he set the standard for <laughs> right well so. I, I will say so like i you know i i made that comment got booed for it whatever but I actually it's funny i actually took notes the, the way i did was I actually here's the thing if you're gonna make public comments again what what do you like what do you want if you're gonna get up in front of a town on the record and say something again everyone says i'll be accountable for the words i say but it if anything other than everyone just congratulating you and just telling you how great you are or clapping for you at the end of it because you bloated up the crowd with a bunch of your people, <laughs> um, anything else is an affront to like your humanity and like your decency and anything else. I literally just took notes. They're right here. I took notes tiny as people were giving yeah, a, tiny, tiny a tiny notepad. Um, which I just, I, you know, we say that it's to make me look bigger next to you yeah. guys and the, you know, the, the camera. Are we going to sell that on eBay? Yeah, I'll yeah. autograph like, it. You know, the original. There's only one. Uh, it's like a historic artifact right there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I literally just made notes of things I wanted to say, but... Um, it's working. I can see. I can. Yeah. I, the only thing I see it's it's working. Yeah. And, and, LF. And it's working. And he wanted people. He wanted for the planning commission for us to find people that quote know what the town is, as if the people who are on the planning commission now, I don't agree with a bunch of the people on the planning commission. I think they're they're yep. not making decisions that I agree with. But I wouldn't say they don't know what the town, whatever that is, what the town is. They know right. this town. They're just choosing different decisions than I would make. But that doesn't. It's just. It's just bananagrams type talk. And so, again, getting called out for that's not mean. People complaining about how the town has changed, how it looks when they when they walk out their front door and it looks different. And that needs to be fixed by zoning or whatever that is. It's like I said, my first comment was, if you like the view, buy the view. Like, it's not yeah. – if, if you like what you see, buy it so that it never changes. And yeah. don't get mad at somebody else for selling it. Um, you know – Anyway, I don't want to rehash my whole thing, but um, I actually made the point again. The whole there's nails in the tires, so we can't buy the car analogy is like, well, we don't like the idea of short term increase in traffic for zoning changes because, um, you know, that's going to be bad for us. It's like, well, you know, it's like saying you don't want to take medicine to save your life because you might get a headache from it. That was but, such a good, a good, yeah, analogy. That was, I like that one too. Yeah. And then and the last thing, of course, is just that. People kept saying that we're that we're rushing it, um, and my kid wanted to make sure that he was screaming apparently at home when he heard me make the speech. You want to make it clear, my son does his chores; he does not complain about them <laughs> instead of doing them. As I made the comment that this is like the last six months, people have been saying we're rushing the zoning change, yeah. and it's like a kid complaining about doing chores instead of actually doing them. And if you actually just spent your time doing the chores, you actually would have already completed them. If those people had spent the last six months actually reading the zoning ordinance instead of spending all that time writing speeches about how they don't have time to read it, they actually would have read it. Um, so how long are you going to hear people complain about rushing it? Um, so that kind of is 
what happened to Cinnamon yeah. Cookies and Cobbits. It was a lot shorter than I. I thought more people would be talking, um, but I think they all elected Terry as their spokesman. I I right definitely time, think yes. Way. I definitely think Terry got elected as a spokesman, and I I also think I mean, when you get your candidates in. And yeah. you're, I mean, it's like, it's right. a three we to two it. vote in their favor on everything now. We, so I mean, it's we, like, we, we did it. I everyone stopped, shut I up. I going to meetings after being on one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, like I said, we wrapped up citizen comments. That's pretty much what happened. I, like I said, I was a little surprised. I thought more people would, would, would be speaking, but I do think that, uh, they, they just basically said, Hey, Terry, go speak for us. Um, so that happened. Um, you know, before we get into a little bit more of the meeting, I know Mike, you, you shared a post, an anonymous post by someone that the nags, the uh, what is it, the NIMBYs against growth, whatever they're called, they they <laughs> post, they shared internally. Definitely the new name. Yeah, they Facebook shared, real. Yeah, <laughs> they they shared uh, internally some a screenshot of that post about how what you posted was misinformation, uh, and then also had like a. Uh, uh, again, this is a group that says they don't exist, you know, because they they they're like on the edge of like getting in trouble, you know, for like having a pack, um, an illegal pack, um, and I'll keep saying that until somebody actually looks into it. Um, but <laughs> but they uh, they because they they all they panicked and like all of a sudden they didn't exist anymore. But they're yeah. still sending out emails and talking about how large their group is and how they all have different opinions, the varying group of a set of opinions. Um, and I will say again, just to remind you, viewers. And, and our NAG viewers especially, we, we, we see all of your emails. We know every single email you send out. So um, we know you're a group, and we know you're still talking to each other. Um, so that was cute. They, um, they, they think that what you said was misinformation, but they also wanted to kind of uh, guide everyone on how to respond or not respond, which, again, I think is, is very interesting at this point. Um, but I know the highlight of the the BOC meeting was going to be the zoning. Well, no, actually, the highlight was probably just the new commissioners, uh, the election that went exactly, you know, how you you yeah. guys said it would go. Mm -hmm. um, so so that was kind of the first thing. By the way, I just want to say I felt like I was in the presence of like true like superheroes because the uh, the little league baseball team came in. Oh yeah, which I'm, those kids have to be exhausted from like showing up everywhere. You it's know, it's been like three months, right? I know, right? And they're in their like, uniforms still, showing up with their hats. Just, they're riding. They're like growing out of their uniforms. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple kids had mustaches. Now it was. <laughs> I'm just like I'm wondering when somebody's gonna like monetize the publicity, mm -hmm. right? I mean. Like surely there's they're not making. There I mean, the, I mean the club has to be making money, right? I mean, yeah, some some way. It was cool though, because I was like, oh, I know, you know, I've seen these people on TV. Like yeah. that's you know, because uh, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I know I know one of the parents a little bit, but never met their kids. So it was kind of, it was fun to see them there. They got honored uh, uh, just after citizen or before citizen comments. That was the first thing that happened. So that all the kids didn't have to sit around and wait for a bunch of boring adult. Talk. You know, side note and totally like random tangent. But like this is this podcast, so like we couldn't not we couldn't not mention this. But it just kind of popped in my head because we're talking about the little league, and I remember watching one of the games at one point, and I think somebody somebody in our in our social circle like screenshot the game on ESPN, and it was a and there was like Roddy, right, chief uh -huh. of, chief of police Roddy, yeah, and we were all like like. WTF? Like, yeah. What? Where's what? What the heck is Roddy doing up? It, where? Is it where the game? Pennsylvania. Or yeah, or like yeah, that? Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's like, what is Roddy doing up? I mean, obviously, like he's supporting the kids, supporting yeah. the town. That's awesome. But like, come to find out, and this is like months before the election, right? Come to find out, 
Joe Kurtzinger flew Roddy in his plane up to the game. And I just think it's so interesting that all these months later, you know, the election happens and, you know, allegedly Dr. (laughs) Kurtzinger is the one uh, or part part of the the group that, that let all this stuff out about Lisa and Roddy. Just like... Small town charm, dude. I mean, that's like small town charm to a T. It's like, hey, I'm going to fly the chief of police up. I'm super connected to him. Be super nice to you. Super nice to him. But then it's like, oh, no. Like when politics comes to play. You're going under the bus. You're going under the bus immediately. Yeah. Take no prisoners. That's crazy. I didn't didn't know that. Um, Not not to diss on the Nolensville Little League. No, no, no. Take (laughs) any credit. Just Caitlin. Or just Caitlin. Just Chris. What about the kids? (laughs) You just went after children. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Think of the kids, man. Uh, So so they got honored, and then and then they went on to doing the swearing in, which was fine. New commissioners went up there. They sat, of course, the same. Interesting, the same people that booed me and clapped for Terry Adams were the only ones clapping when the two new commissioners got up there. Yeah. Huh. Funny how that works. Uh, But that happened. Uh, so they all got up there and took their seats uh, and then got on to citizen comments, which we already talked about. And then they they went about the business of figuring out first who was going to be mayor and then who was going to be vice mayor. There's not really much to say about that, is there? I mean, I mean, I don't know why they took 20 minutes to figure it out when everybody in the room knew <laughs> going in who's going to be who's going to be mayor. Yep. And who was vice mayor, right? Because Jessica Salmi. I was. I was, I was kind of. I. If you if you I didn't make a prediction beforehand because I could have seen it going to Joel. Mm-hmm. But kind of he it seemed like Joel wanted it there for for a minute. And I thought until, so. And, uh, until I think I I think it was either Kate or Haley uh, nominated Jessica. I think we got to give more like of a spotlight to this though, like because literally like I don't know how many episodes ago it was. We literally called this happening though. Yeah. Like it was the last episode. We said the first meeting with the new commissioners. Haley Galleck's going to be made mayor. Yeah, it was like two episodes. It was in, yeah. it was the one we did at Chris's house. I actually so I, and I have like a I have a DM. I'm not going to name this person, but this person reached out to me and he's like, "Hey, what are you like? What do you think is going to happen during this meeting in terms of nominations?" And I actually told him, uh, "Haley's going to be mayor. Terry Adams is going to get the PC nomination. Ross Muirhead's going to continue being on a PC, and uh, I'm most likely going to get kicked off the BZA." And legitimately, that happened. I didn't get kicked off. Like my term got extended for a month. And <laughs> I, so the funniest, the funniest thing about that is that these nominations. I mean, it's all volunteers, right? Sure. So like, if I'm serving on a BZA, which I've been serving for three months, I have not been to a meeting yet. Which just there's no BZA business. You know, they only meet when there's business. That's partly why I signed up. Uh, I figure I can help here and there. Uh, but I'm the only nomination that ever gets any any negative feedback. Like if you notice, like <laughs> anytime somebody nominates their appointee or there's a name, they're very generous. Even when they turn that person down, they're very generous. And when somebody nominates somebody, it's always a five zero vote. Like why would you vote against a volunteer? Yeah. I got on the BZA with a three two vote. I my term got extended just for like clerical ease. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it got extended, Jessica Salamita had an issue with extending my term. She was okay with Bill Rooks getting the new spot because she was on a BZA, partly also why I wanted to join the BZA because Terry and Jessica were on it. Uh, and I thought it would be fun to be in the same room. Uh, but uh, so because she left, 
they nominated Bill Rooks, who got in, and then there's two more, there's two seats, mine and somebody else's, that expired. So instead of filling those, they just prolonged it for a month. And then Jessica, as soon as she realized that I'm getting one more month on there, as soon as she realized that, she's like, wait, I'm okay with Bill Rooks getting this new spot, but do we really have to extend these two seats? And then Haley, mayor at that point, she's like, yeah, like, let's just, like, we'll deal with this next month. Like, we have a ton of nominations. So, like, let's put out, like, let's get more applications. Hopefully somebody that we can excuse getting rid of Mike mm-hmm. can apply. Uh, let's go find somebody. Then. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Please, anybody, yeah. anybody with a heartbeat, please. Uh, but, that, yeah, I, I always think it's funny that, like, I'm the only one that's, like, I'm the only one that the board is allowed to take a, do- a giant on. And this this happened multiple times. Like, this is not the first time that, like, my nomination gets oh, yeah. gets riffed. Every time my name comes up, it gets riffed. And that's the only name that gets riffed, which is kind of funny. It's just because you're such a bully, man. Yeah. But the funny, like, I don't think there's anybody more qualified to be on a BZA than me. Like, I mean, that's fair. Tell me somebody out there that's willing to donate their time, because it is a donation of my time at this point, yeah. that knows more about zoning, that wants to be on it. It's because it's all just politics at this point. Right. So I don't think they kicked you down the can just so they can find somebody else. I think they kicked you down the can because the nominations and the moves that were already made that night were so political. Like, I mean, how, how can you make Haley Mayer, Jessica Vice Mayer, Put Terry on the PC and kick Mike off all and in one. Consider putting the like, like you at least got to put a month in between. <laughs> yeah, and consider putting the mayor's husband on the PC also. Right. Yeah. I dude. mean, it's, but it's just a bad look, right? It's like yeah. the night that you get made mayor, you kick the person who's most vocally against you right. out in public, out in the public eye. Like, yeah. So, so that happened. I, I do want to kind of circle back though too because uh, you're that that all happens. It is what it is, you know. I I I think it's interesting that that Jessica seconded the motion to make her vice mayor her own, mo- you know, her own. <laughs> Nobody's going to do it. Her own nomination. Which I just want to I'm point out, there is no rule against that. But uh, uh, there have been a motion to make Derek mayor again, and he refused to motion to second his own nomination. He yep. wouldn't do it, uh, but but Jessica was willing to do that. So take that. Take that for what you will. Um, that she she was willing to do that. Uh, I think there's kind of it's kind of not the classiest thing to do, but she can do what she wants. There's I no actually didn't. I did, so I didn't catch this part of the meeting closely. Like, walk me through the steps. So somebody nominated Derek. Joel did. Joel did. Yeah. Joel nominated Derek, and there wasn't a second. No, Haley seconded it. No, I, no, there was no second. No, there was no second. So it just died. Yep. And then, so, and then somebody nominated Haley, right? Yep. Who nominated Haley? I don't remember. I don't recall. Okay. Yeah, these are, I mean, this is a four and a half hour meeting, Chris. Yeah, dude. <laughs> At that point, Touché. it was a foregone conclusion Touché. that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, uh, it might have been... It might have been Joel that did that one too. I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, there's no way. I, 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 I have I mean, a twenty percent shot of getting the it right. Point of, the yeah. point I'm trying to make, and maybe it didn't fall this way, but like, I think it's pretty clear how this election changed the makeup of the board. Right. Yeah. And so, like, you have three people now that are very in cahoots with each other. Yeah. And they, I mean, that's a majority right there on yep. pretty much everything. I think so, the be- but the best part about that is that the people that were voting for for Jessica and Kate were okay with that. 
Yeah. Except they didn't know what they were voting for. They thought they were voting for NIMBYs. Right. They thought they were voting for people that are going to stop growth at right. all costs. Like fight the developers, keep the town as is, close the gate behind us type of thing, right? That That's what they presented themselves with. I, I mean, I had a few posts since the BOC that... Like, Outline how that's not true. Right. So Kate, literally, in her first answer... The first question in this public forum that wasn't a public forum, it was just, you know, at that point, after it got canceled, they send out the questionnaire and they all answer them. The first question to that to that forum or to that questionnaire, she answered by saying that she's going to vote no to Goodall because they're not a worthy developer in town. And unless they go back and fix Nolan Mill, she's not open to a discussion about letting them continue building. Yeah. Two hours into her tenure, she voted for Goodall to build 444 homes in Nolensville. Outside of then this wasn't a buy right. This wasn't a, like, well, there's no way out of this. This was a planned development that she had, she didn't need a reason to vote no. There's no, there's no obligation from her to be fair in the PD process. She can vote no for any reason whatsoever. So I think this is a good segue, because this is like a little further ahead in the meeting. Maybe it's not the next thing that happened, but it, yeah, um, there, there was some but other it's, like it's certainly meeting. like the next big highlight of the meeting yeah. was good all. Yeah, no, so, I think that's fair. That, that yeah. that's fine. Mike, wa- like walk us through like the logistics and the context for because I don't think everyone totally understands what what this vote was for. What good all even is? So good. So good all is a development that's nestled in uh, was that Baronswood? So out, yeah. So Baronswood uh, goes all the way to Kid, but the build like the. The, ho- the house is stuck about midway through. Goodall uh, bought the land or is under contract for the land of the remainder of Baronswood and that big old farm next to Baronswood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going out east. It's like not, 300 acres. Uh, please feel free to tell me it's 296. Uh, <laughs> and I rounded up 300. It's like 444 homes. This is their second PD. They got voted down uh, the first time around. Which, now that I think about it, no, never mind. So they got voted down the first time around. Uh, the the landowner ended up suing the town, which that's still like it's still an an active lawsuit, I think. But Goodall decided to try again, and they tried this concept. And it's like like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a subdivision. It's that's all it is. It, there's there's some there's some legacy lots that kind think like the the stuff and. Uh, Rosebrook on Sunset, those mm-hmm. fancy seven million dollar homes. There's a few lots off, like there's I think there's like seven or eight lots like that off of mm-hmm. Kid Road. Mm-hmm. You drive in and it's uh, forty five foot lots, sixty foot lots, and eighty foot lots. It's a, it's a subdivision by all like by every definition. Uh, I was never for it. It's just we've we already have fifteen good olds here. Yeah. For, for the lack of a better analogy, you know, it's the same thing as Ben Creek. Same thing as any other subdivision. It's just as what it is. Uh, people that were for it were always for it because of all the uh, residual impacts that it would bring. So they were they were gonna re- be redoing a lot of road work, uh, road work. Uh, that whole uh, Fly Battle McFarland mm-hmm. intersection was gonna is getting reworked to a roundabout. Uh, they're putting in some sidewalks in Stonebrook. Uh, obviously, there's like ten million dollars of impact fees and and residual taxes from that. So it, on the surface, it looks like there's a lot of plus pluses, but in the long term, it's still an insolvent subdivision that's going to cost you money, and you're going to have to subsidize it by increasing taxes sometime down the road. So I was never for it. 
Epic Pass, it wasn't it wasn't like a big deal for me. Like like it's just another one, you know, one out of fifteen type of thing. Uh, but the the NIMBYs against growth were very against it. And as the process was going, like as the process was unfolding, like they kept meeting with with Goodall, and they kept asking him to do all these little concessions, like take out some lots over here to like m you know provide more green space for yep. this member of NAG and all this crap. Uh, and some sometime over the course of the 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 second submission and last meeting, the leadership of NAG got okay with it. But they strung votes for Kate and Jessica, like stopping old density and building roads. Right. It's it's almost like certain people in that group got what they wanted out of it. Right. That was it? It was a t it was a like the whole thing of building building roads not density was obviously a talking point. Everybody that was anywhere like tied into politics knew it was a talking point. Knew you couldn't hold back the floodgates. You just can't. Yep. Like some projects yep. just make too much sense and provide too much relief short term to be to say no to. And I agree and I do agree that Goodall was one of them. I would have not voted for Goodall. I Goodall is not the last project that would have went there. I would have voted no because of what Nolansville is. Right. If if you're middle of nowhere and you're struggling for growth, you take that. You take the you take the short term relief and you figure out the future later. Yep. But if you're Nolansville and you, you're this desirable, you know that as soon as you, you already said no once and they came back. You can right. say no again. And if they decide to say, screw it, we're not going to build in Nolansville, there's 15 other developers behind them that are going to try still. Like this is a 300 acres. Yeah, you're playing with a stacked deck. Yeah, right. This is 300 acres that has direct access to to I-24 and it borders Davidson County. Right. You're like, you're you're going to get developed. There's, there's no chance yeah, you're going to hold back. I think... Um it, it was a very Boma move, in my opinion. Like, that's exactly how Boma used to vote that's for the, things. It's just like, oh, well, so you're bringing us a, a PUD. That and, was a PUD. That was my right, knock like against This was it. a planned development. It's like the same thing. It's like, we don't have to vote on this because you don't have the zoning to do it. So, like, we're going to make a special concession. But it's like, for what? What are we getting out of it? Yeah, the 11 it, like, acres of park, which yeah. I, I, I do... I do respect Joe Miller a lot about like in regards of Goodall, he was the he's the only commissioner that kept a const the the that was very constant in his in in his opinion of Goodall by saying like we're giving up way too much. Yep. Like we're giving up we're basically doubling their uh their density for some road work that we don't need if they don't build. Right. And an 11 acres of park. This is insanity. And yeah. he, he, like, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, Joel, just shut up. They heard your point 15 times. And you're not going <laughs> to change their mind. Just let them vote. It's happening. But he kept fighting. He's like, dude, uh, the, he, he, made a, he made a motion, which is insanity. He made a motion to increase that, those 11 acres to 15 acres. Four acres. On 300-acre parcel, Goodall's the biggest developer in the country. They're owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Warren Buffett yeah. owns them. And the vote voted it down. <laughs> four acres. It was just a, a f four more acres. He's like, he, like, you can tell that he was like, he was on the end of his rope. He's like, at least let me get a little bit here. Like, let yeah. me at least have this emotional win. And they, like, they just voted it down. Well, I, I actually, I actually talked to him the, the very next day. I reached out to him. I'm like, should have asked for 50. Like, you should have started <laughs> at 50, worked your way down, got us 25. 
Well, they they so that that was just fascinating to me. Uh, I don't want to gloss over uh, what you said, which is that at some point along the way between the election and now, all the nags. Uh, got okay with that development. Not all the next. The 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 people that the, the, spoke for them. The the head of the the, the head of yeah. this non group. Yeah. The, the yeah the head of the group that doesn't have a head that doesn't organize. Yeah. Uh, the headless non group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard one bit of outcry from the nags about that vote. Right. Um, because one of their precious here's the and this is by this is kind of a more meta commentary that I've already kind of spoken on a little bit, but the. What I'm trying to avoid, and the reason why I was kind of not harsh, but like stronger with my public comments, is I don't want to get to the 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 same place we are in national politics, where like you are not voting for someone based on like policy and like a uh, uh, platform, or you do, but then once they get elected, you just turn into a sycophant for that mm-hmm. person. Like that's and like they can do no wrong. Like, right. It should be the opposite. It's I voted for you, and you promised these things, and now you're not doing these things. I'm mad at you. Like yeah. that should be the way it works. I'm gonna raise my hand on this because, like, I mean, I, it's no surprise we're all friends with Derek, right? Like, I call Derek out at least once a month on the fact, kind of as a joke, but like Derek platformed in his election on not raising taxes. Yeah. And his first term in office, that's that's like one of the first things he voted on was a tax raise. Right. And it's kind of a joke because like no matter what, there's a lot of things out of his control. He had to do it. Right. But but that the, but the but the point is, it's like just because I'm friends with the guy and I voted for him, I, can I agree actually, with I can actually, 90% can, of what he stands for. I can actually kind of like – I can even go further than that. So if you're doing the math and you heard me talk about – talk crap about Goodall, you – should figure out that it passed four to one. Joel Miller was the only no vote. Right. That means Derek Adams voted for it. Sure. And the reason why I didn't blast Derek Adams is not because I'm friends with him. It's because I talked to Derek Adams. Derek Adams has told me right. I'm going to vote yes to this. It makes too much sense. We need this. Disagree. But I, like he never bullshit me about that. Right. Kate. Courtner got into office yeah, saying, on the promise that she's going to hold Goodall account, accountable right. and she's going to make them go back to no one and fix everything. Right. And until they do that, until they prove that they're she worthy, vote it. Yes. two hours into the tenure, she votes yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do no think one's, no one's screaming about it. I just think I do, but I'm being negative. Like, I do what think the it's hell? just it is crazy, Daniel. And I, I don't want to like interrupt your point, but Mm-mm. I'm going to for a second. Uh, I, I just think I think it's absolutely like mind boggling that you had all these people for months fighting against density, putting up candidates who are going to be against density. And the whole reason was like, well, density is going to bring too many people here. There's going to be like the roads can't handle it. Like, how are the schools going to handle it if we build apartments and all this kind of stuff? And what did we get for it? So we got 444 homes, which. The averages I've seen is like the average household for a single family home is anywhere between three and four people. And one's a county, right? And at least two cars, at least. So that's at least 800 cars that we're adding to the roads and at least 1,200 residents. And then at the same time, that's insane. And at the same time, nobody's talking, nobody's talking about how upset they are about Goodall, but every, every neg. And they still reference this in their emails. Talks crap about Darcy. Right. It's two hundred apartments. Right. Ranging from one to three bedroom apartments, a hundred percent geared towards single 
young people. All I'm trying to figure out is okay, you bring you bring eight hundred adults, let's say. Eight hundred eighty. Eight hundred and their kids. Eight hundred and eighty adults and their kids in a single family development, right? Versus like two hundred, fine, let's just say two people live in every apartment. So there's four hundred residents that you bring in with two hundred apartments. Where are these twelve hundred people gonna shop? Yeah. Like at least at least in this scenario with apartments and mixed use They're going and density, there's like stuff for them to go spend their money on. You bring all these people, it's like what are they gonna do? Like, fine, we'll get some Amazon tax revenue. Boohoo. Like I, I'm just shocked. This is the first time I've ever seen NIMBYs bite down like eat their core principle. Yeah. Like this is going in their backyard, and it's the only reason why like why Goodo makes me smile. I don't like the development, never will. They're they're a good developer. They're a very run in the mill developer. It's because it was never about density. That's but, but that's the, I think the real but the argument. Thing, but the thing yeah. that makes me smile about Goodo every once it gets built, fifty years from now I'm gonna be driving down Kid Road, and I'm gonna look over. And I'm gonna be like, right in the Nimby's backyard. But see, like they voted it, for this, they got this. In my opinion, it. it's like it. The, this argument was never actually about density, and they just proved it. It was always about like this kind of like upper class i don't necessarily think it's like a racist thing but it could be it's a classist, I mean, classist but yeah it's yeah. just this like suburban like lifestyle kind of thing where it's like well we don't want apartments because apartments somehow signify or symbolize some sort of like lower way of living we have a trailer and park here chris i know there's a trailer park on our main drag and in front you know of town what? hall and like how many years have i been advocating that we just freaking like condemn that <laughs> and move it up the road yeah, well, so, so sorry, sorry, it's in a flood plane. Mother Nature yeah, will take care of that I'm one. I'm making for notes you. of all the cuss words so I know where to edit them out this time. Uh, no, I, I'll go one step further and say that I don't think that the whole nag thing is really a grassroots movement like it is. It's organized by a few people who specifically are upset about specific developments that are in their backyards or in their front yards, maybe across the street from their front yards. Um, and they don't like the specific things that are there. And they fooled a whole lot of people into jumping in with them because they're and, and the density is just a is just a, a cloak to put over yep. uh, uh over uh I don't like this development across the street from my house. You don't like this development behind your house. Well if we get together and yes, create a group yes. create a group that says it's about density, we can get a whole bunch of people on board with this. And really what we're doing is we're just trying to get a couple of people elected who will vote against the things that you and I don't like and jokes on everybody else in this group because yep. the first time, literally the first chance they got to prove that it wasn't what I'm just talking about. They proved that it is. Yeah. And where have we heard this song and dance before? During Better Nolan. So yeah. it's like, oh, no, no, the current government works fine. We don't need to change the government. You know what? Like Jimmy, Jimmy will give up some of his power. Let's fix it. We can we can do everything. We can amend. We can amend. We can amend, we can amend it so that it's not a strong mayor system, even though that's just a state law. And oh, and by the way, don't change. <laughs> like yes, like we're gonna try and do that to appease you, but like don't change because if you change, we might lose impact fees. Yep. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Small Town Charm. We decided to take what we just shot and cut it into two episodes because it was a lot. Um, and so this uh, is the end of part one, but stay tuned because really soon we're going to release part two um, of this topic where we talked all about the Board of Commissioners meeting and some more zoning talk. 
uh, fire department, town employees, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so we'll catch you next time on Small Town Charm. Small Town Charm. Not Small Town Charm. Small Town Charm. Small Town Harm. Small Town Harm. Small Town Charm. We'll get it one day. We'll see you next time. <laughs>